welcome to Speed Movie Minute, the podcast where we break down the 90s action classic speed one minute at a time. And where we always try to stay above 50. I'll be your SWAT officer, Roger Wistar. And I'm the wildcat behind the wheel, Bentley Michaels. And Bentley, we're, we're very happy again to be joined by, for another day, by our special guest, Grant Lukey. How are you doing, Grant? I'm doing great. Keeping it above 50 as well. Yeah, we... we <laughs> We definitely had to have you back at least for today. We need to make t-shirts. We're keeping it above 50. (laughs) Yes, yes. We need t-shirts that say keeping it above 50 and the bus is still exploding. Still exploding. (laughs) A whole minute later. This is minute 92 of speed. That's on the back. The bus is still exploding. (laughs) This minute starts with uh, the cataclysmic explosion of the bus and the plane. And it ends with Annie inquiring about Jack's intentions. Oh. Right, right. The rest of the rest of this week is kind of like it's like a bad rom com. I don't know. We'll we'll get to some of that. I guess. Yeah, we just we just had a really really big moment for the movie. I think that that's that's warranted given what just happened. Sure. But before we do that, pop quiz. It's time to revisit yesterday's pop quiz question. Which Bentley, you didn't even have to. I know that you've only seen like fifteen movies in your life. But all you had to do was listen to the podcast. And I've dropped so many breadcrumbs about about this question that you should get it anyway. Um, I don't remember. That's true. You don't even remember the podcast. That's fine. You're like a little bit. You and Marcy would bond over this. So, so Grant, my wife, Marcy, and I, Mm -hmm. the first podcast we ever made was called I Think I Saw That. Because, like, I can watch a movie once and, like, pretty much remember all of it. Um, yeah. And Marcy and I can watch a movie today and she will have forgotten it by next week. Um, and that's a little bit like Bentley. So let's see how you all do of the with, time. Let's see how you'll do with yesterday's pop quiz question, which was about the plane, which has the logo Pacific Courier Freight on the side, um, which is a little in joke to a Jan de Bont film uh, with uh, criminals who use a truck that also has Pacific Courier Freight on the side. So, Grant, do you know the name of that movie? Um, I don't, but I'm going to guess anyway, and my educated guess is going to be Speed 2. Okay. Bentley, what do you think it is? <laughs> uh, Die Hard. I think, yeah, I yes, think we've right, talked Bentley. about that one. I, I, I've seen Die Hard. I just figured <clears throat> I wouldn't have seen the movie, but I've seen Die Hard. Yeah, Man. yeah. So this is an in-joke by production designer Jackson. Wait, was I right? Yeah, you're right. No way! Yeah, Woo! so the the criminals, so uh, uh, Alan Rickman and his merry band drive into the Nakatomi Tower in a Pacific Courier Freight truck. No kidding. Um, and of that course, was the you know, only movie that I could like that first came to mind that I remember us talking about. On the, I was like, I, I, well, it was a, it was a pop quiz hotshot. Uh, there was a diehard pop quiz, I think. That's that's yes. As I said, I've been dropping breadcrumbs <laughs> to you about Die Hard this whole time. And Grant, I don't know if you know this, but Jan DeBont, who's our director, he mm-hmm. was the cinematographer on Die Hard. That makes a lot of sense and is very cool. Those are both very cool movies. Very much so. Very much so. <laughs> well, what else do we want to say about this explosion? I love explosions with a lot of debris. I yeah. do as well. The little bits. Yeah, our minute starts with yeah, like all of the little like uh, I'm looking at the uh, the minute right now before I hit play. Yeah, you just see like framework of stuff everywhere. And even in this moment, this is why like if you look at like the like how it how it is here, I'll turn around my laptop, hopefully maybe we can like if you can 
like that's why I thought it was a miniature. Like if you look at it in that way, because of the the, the lens and everything, it kind of seems, yeah. you know, it kind of seems that way. But um, yeah, I mean, it seems like they shoot it really close, like you would if you didn't want people to have any sort of clue that this was a tiny plane. Yeah, but man, the plume and the camera follows it. The camera follows the plume uh, of the 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 mushroom cloud of the that explosion, and then we get the. Uh, Grant, I see the guy you're talking about now, and it wasn't the it, it when we get the the passenger like pan down. Yeah, near the end, oh. it's that guy in the dark shirt with his hair slicked back, and he's kind of going yep, like, "That's the guy." Yeah, yeah. he's got <laughs> that's a big old grin on his face. Wait, are you talking about? Are you talking about the guy right in between Terry and Ortiz? I believe so. You're again. So you're not. Yeah. So or- Ortiz is the very large. He's the guy they call Gigantor. And then there's another dude. So that guy's a police officer. He's not one of the hostages. Okay. Well, then that guy's having a great time. He is having a great time. He is. <laughs> he, he's a yeah. I'm a little. I'm a little disappointed in this minute when we see Alan Ruck. So that's that's Stevens, our guy from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I'm a little disappointed, Bentley, that he's not taking pictures. Yeah. That that's interesting. I think he might be. Well, he didn't have his camera anymore. He didn't, he didn't, yeah, or maybe his camera got, you know, broken when he was like on that, you know, hanging off the, the bus, you know, doing his stunt work and that sort of stuff. But yeah, he, he hasn't had his camera in a while. That's my theory too, that he lost his, his camera got crunched. Or the... he just forgot about it. Like, you know, other things on the bus became more important than him uh, writing his memoirs when he goes back to Oklahoma or wherever he goes to. <laughs> <laughs> Grant, what did you think about the, uh, uh, the 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 totality and the uh, the classic uh, pan like because the camera literally follows like the the plume up like it, it pans up away from the like what you as a MythBusters guy uh, how it was shot you know everything about it like what did you think about it especially um, you it's know, very cool seeing it the first time yeah the 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 thing like I like I said a little bit earlier uh, the thing that I think really makes explosions and stuff like that really sell to me is is all the little bits like there's a shot of like a chunk of the 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 fuselage of the airplane falling that has you know three windows attached to it that's like on fire and you know there's like parts of the steel sort of sticking out of it there's something about like the shape of airplane windows that like there's nothing else that looks like that so when you see it you're like that's an airplane window and when when you see pieces of airplane just kind of on fire and ripped apart i, I for me personally, it, it, it makes me it fills me with a lot of dread. I don't I, I don't know what it is psychologically. I'm not like particularly scared of flying. But like when you see an airplane on fire and with holes and steel sticking out of it and you know you're looking at flames through a segmented piece of airplane window that's falling through the sky, that 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 really works for me. That makes me that makes me feel like, oh no, that's something that this is that that's a big explosion. That <laughs> is not good. Which in this case it seems like a lot of lives were saved and nobody was hurt in this explosion. So that's, that's great. As opposed to an airplane blowing up full of people. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, mean, that... I don't want to be a downer, but like on the, on the commentary with Yost and, and Gordon, they say very clearly, like we would not have been able to shoot this scene at the airport. Like basically this, they're, they're basically saying this ending cannot exist after nine 11. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, like, I don't, fair. I don't think it's an accident that, burning planes is something that would be really scary for you grant who who essentially grew up in a post 9-11 world yeah 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 i really like i was 
three or four, there wasn't really much of a development of my brain or memory before that time anyway. So definitely, definitely. It, an, it, it made me it made point. me feel I, I mean, I'm saying this because I was just recently visiting uh, Universal Studios, but they have a section where they take you through the War of the Worlds set with the huge airplane that's just sort of crashed in the suburban neighborhood and like in a bunch of pieces and you just see like airplane seats and wings and the the, the big jet engine just sort of strewn about everywhere. And it is just like the most shocking, like awe inspiring place to be yeah. amidst plane wreckage. <clears throat> the I think like uh, one of the first big shows to do that post nine eleven was probably lost. It dealt with the whole a plane going down and like, you know, like like that was I think like one of the first big things to happen, you know, uh, to deal with like plane wreckage. And Universal's great uh, about that. Uh like I remember going there uh in my teenage years. That's when the Back to the Future ride was still there, which became the Simpsons ride. Um but do they still have the backdraft like walkthrough thing, or is that like what you're talking about now, Grant? I don't think they. So I mm. have been to Universal no. Studios in 2019. I don't think they have backdraft anymore. That movie's also <laughs> pretty old. Yeah, but it was more like the the thing with the fire and the you know all that sort of stuff. Uh, Grant, did you get to go through Hill Valley? I did. Yeah, it's so great. Isn't it crazy that that's also the 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 town for uh, gremlins. Wait, are you talking about the the back Back to the Future town? Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't actually remember it taking us through that. It took us through mm-hmm. um the town from the Good Place, and they're sort of just like generic. This is our town set, which I don't know enough about. Yeah, with the, like the big courthouse. Was that I, with the big I don't, courthouse? I, you know, I think if I saw the courthouse, I would have connected it to the Back to the Future courthouse. Uh, and I'm sure the, the tour guy would have been like, that's the Back to the Future courthouse. But I, I don't remember that. So I'm not, I'm gotcha. not sure the current status of if that's still there, or where it is, or what it is now. All right. Well, Grant, i tell you who's more scared than you in this minute. It's that dude who's trying to run away from that truck. This guy <laughs> needs a raise. I don't know what he's getting paid, but he needs a raise. <laughs> He's I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little surprised that he's still in one piece, frankly. I know. I When I watched this minute, I went back to watch the previous minute, and I was like, does he stay in the car the whole time during the explosion? And he does. I he suppose, does, like, alive. like, from a safety tip, like, they, they put this in the taxi, the in the airport taxiing driver's manual. It's like, if you're driving and the plane behind you explodes in a fire, in a plume of fire, Stay in your vehicle until the explosion is dissipated because that's your best chance to survive. Yeah, your open-backed vehicle. <laughs> is it open-backed? It looks like he's in sort of a pretty... I think, I, think, I think he might be okay in that cab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless like some very large piece of wreckage fell on it. You know, he's definitely probably going to be okay from the, the flames. I mean, and I, I don't know what shockwaves are like and how those affect people and what that would have been for this explosion but it's i wouldn't want to be that close i would no. not want to be that close i would have had the exact same reaction just getting out and running away so fun fact so oh no you're right there se- is a there is a window there i thought it was like we've, open so we've already seen producer mark gordon in the scene where they're doing like news reporting from behind that fence this is a this dude is another one of the producers of the movie. This is a guy named Ian Bryce, and this is his claim to fame. He gets to cl- this is a pretty great cameo if you're just like one of the mm-hmm. producers. I think I would have been angling for this one. Yeah, 
Uh, Raj, uh, you know, we're going to have to, we're going to have to, you know, I have to bring it up. No, at, no, not again. Uh, at second 30, as uh, you know, we, we have distressed, we have distressed Sandra Bullock, you know, uh, you know. Oh my God, it's there again. We have distressed Sandra Bullock. She's got her frilly socks. You know, they, they're sort of in a uh, slightly precarious position. I mean, I understand, you know, this Jack uh, got on the on the piece, you know, whereas, you know, Jack and Titanic was not allowed. So they they, they cuddled up, but they're still still sort of like in this uh, precarious, you know, sort of a, a sassy, uh, uh, yes, you know, yes. position. But in the background, Raj, is your old pal. Yes. Grant, so Bentley and I have this going thing now where there's this gigantic black semi-trailer that says Los Angeles Police Department. And I claimed at one point that we never see it again after the first time. And now every time it reappears, Bentley points it out. No, no, not only that. I said, if the, if we ever see this again, I will tell you something embarrassing myself. And Bentley, is this now the, the third or fourth time that I've had this? To is this is the third. Hey, and the- let me tell you something. You're gonna have another one this week, bud. Oh God! Uh, all right. Well, I didn't. I did not prepare embarrassing things about myself, but really, there are so many. Um, <laughs> the last story that I told was a pretty good one. Um, hmm. Let's see. Uh, something embarrassing. Or Grant, maybe my... you want to take the take the bullet and and save old old save old Rod. You want to tell an embarrassing story about yourself? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I've got I got plenty of stuff. Uh, yeah. Embarrassing thing about myself, like your puppeteering um, class or your. So yeah, I, I mean, I haven't taken a puppeteering class for a while. Um, that is pretty embarrassing. I'll do I'll do a fresh one though. I'll do a fresh <laughs> one though, and I, I I'm assuming that this will this you know the the deadline of filming this and and or recording this and then it getting posted will work out. But I got I got my older brother a shirt for for his birthday. And um, it was like a custom. I made a logo on a shirt. Um, it doesn't say keeping it 50 and, you know, it doesn't oh. say that on it. But I made him this I made him this custom shirt and I got it for his birthday. And I went to wrap it after, you know, spending more than you would on a normal T-shirt because it's custom. And when I was like setting it on the wrapping paper to trace out the paper, I was cutting the wrapping paper and I just cut a huge hole into the shirt. <laughs> so I had to. I had to buy another shirt and he's getting his birthday present late, but all will be fine. And I'll send him both shirts, the one with the big hole in it. And then the one that hopefully doesn't have any holes in it, but there's my embarrassing story. Grant, if only, if only you had bound it in brown paper and tied it with a granny knot, you would have been I, all set. Literally. That's what I was thinking when you were saying that. I'm like, why didn't I do that? All right. Also, well, I've got another sec- real quick, Raj, real quick, real quick, Raj. Second shirt idea. Printed on the front and the back, but it says bombs in the front, explosions in the back. Thoughts? Oh, like that's like the mullet version of speed? Yeah, exactly. The <laughs> mullet version of speed. You have to also have that like on the side in really small print so people know what it is. The mullet version of speed in question mark? Just like you yeah, printed like on the on the sleeve right there. The mullet version. Bombs of speed. like bombs on the front, explosions on the back could also describe how I feel after I eat Mexican food. Hey. Can we talk a little bit about this scene with uh with Annie and Jack? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Sandra Bullock's acting in this minute is pretty freaking great. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I li- agree. I like the fact that, you know, I think in a in a less well put together movie, when Jack says, like, you know, are, are you doing OK? She would be like, oh, yeah, everything's great. But, she, right. you know, she just says, like, no, I'm not doing OK. And I think the way that she acts 
the way she acts that scene is great. I agree. I think that that's like, you know, very often in action movies, it's easy to sort of like boil people down to like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I've been saved. Oh, my gosh, my hair. Went. But like in this moment, like, yeah, of course, you're not OK. That was such a traumatic period of life that you just lived through. Like, of course, you're not OK. And the way she says it, I, I, I really thought I, I saw I saw an actual human being in that moment. I wrote that down, too, that like, you're right, Sandra Bullock. I would not be OK either. That's great. I and see great, you here. Great bicep work by Keanu. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where Chris Evans took notes from for his Captain America movies. <laughs> I think Keanu's acting in this minute, also pretty good. Yeah. Very very comforting, very consoling. Just like it it, it plays to the thing that we've talked about, Raj, uh, over the last you know 90-plus episodes is that the less you give Keanu, the better he is at it. <laughs> so so him being kind of like it's okay yes like like you just like very sort of ancillary backgroundy kind of lines uh you know that's the uh yeah it, it's good keanu acting and uh and i think we uh we end today's minute on kind of a joke oh yeah it's kind of a joke? joke i mean it's a it's sort of a morbid coping with stuff joke, but like how her last line of the minute, I forget exactly what it is, but when I when I watched it, I was like, oh, she's making a joke because she's trying to deal with stress right now. Yeah. So Annie says, "You're not going to get all mushy on me." Yeah, that's what. It and is. In, so uh, and then Jack Jack's rejoinder, which we're going to see at the top of the next minute, is like, "Well, I might." <laughs> Oh, classic Jack. Do you want us to rate that joke, Bentley? No, I don't. I don't think it's worth rating. But I, okay. I just, I did, I did want to point it out that, like, in that, in that moment, you're like she's making like a, because she's crying, she's upset, and then she's trying to like soothe herself. So she says something like she kind of goes into their repartee that they've had in the bus, where you know she kind of like flips him, you know, flips him some crap or something like you know, yeah. She's trying to make herself feel better in that moment. And again, it goes to the acting and it goes to the 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 great uh the sort of uh like I said, like the repartee that they've had back and forth. Um uh, uh is the uh, just because I, I have this as the end of this minute, but I don't know if this is part of the next minute, but the 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 line about the feelings about the airport, is that is that part of this minute or is that am I I think that right? might be part of tomorrow's minute. Okay, okay. But it, that, that's what that, I, I, that's what I thought you were talking about, Bentley. But no, it's like I, I believe like it ends right like the this today's minute uh, on our clips for the audience. We we have it all clipped out. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, it ends with her saying like "You're not going to get mushy on me," and then it just gotcha. it cuts. But I think you're right, Grant. I think all of these are sort of you know this is this is Annie attempting to decompress. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm good. Yeah, Grant, you got anything else about this minute? Uh, just that I, I leave this minute f remembering the, the, the images of the airplane on fire and how striking that is. And then also let's just reaffirm the guy that was towing the airplane needs a raise. He has not paid enough for that. <laughs> yeah. And I guess, I guess we should pour one out. The, the body count has increased by one. The, the bus, the bus is, is no longer, no more. And I, I, I think something from last week that we were talking, we were talking about stunt work and I, I looked it up like they get around twelve to fifteen hundred dollars a day. And the average stunt guy makes about seventy eight thousand bucks a year. 
That was a fact yeah, all, from, from last week. All of the bus passengers in this movie, Grant, got stunt pay. Wow. On top of like even the ex, even the extras. On top of the sag, uh, uh, the, their sag minimum because they had to. They all did like that bus crossing, you know, stunt, and then obviously, uh, there's like um, there's twelve buses, and a lot of the time they are actually on the bus as it's like going around a corner or doing something crazy. Right, they jumped right. it off a curb, you know. Uh, so like when they actually landed after jumping the gap, that was an actual, like they jumped it off like a little two or th- four foot ramp or something like that. So when it landed, it actually like made them, and it wasn't just old school Star Trek shaking the camera crap. Yeah. I bet this would have been such a fun movie to be a part of in film. <laughs> I have heard from some of the passengers that I think, I think there was a lot of camaraderie. I think yeah. I've heard it was miserably hot because, you know, they're filming this out I'm sure. on the out on the tarmac all day mm-hmm. long. But I think, I mean, everybody in this movie except for Keanu Reeves was kind of relatively a relative nobody. Even Sandra Bullock was not a big star when they made this movie. So, you know, there's all these stories about them hanging out, like, you know, between takes and doing all this goofy stuff. So I think, I think they, I think they became a team. Mm-hmm. For sure. So got- Grant, on our Tuesday shows, uh, normally we would ask you what your experience was like watching Speed this time around, but since that was yesterday, um, <laughs> let me ask you. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna call an audible and just ask you a question. Yeah, since you, you're one of those millennials I keep hearing about. What's, Whoa! What's your favorite action movie? <sighs> okay, Whoa. I don't know if this counts because this might be a little bit more of an adventure movie. But literally, the first thing that came to mind is the first parts of the Caribbean movie. That yeah. totally counts. That's I know that that's different one. than this because that's like swashbuckling on pirate boats. But that movie, I feel like lives in a similar place in my heart that this movie will live in. That it makes me feel similar emotions. That movie is is so it's just so soaring in its in its its scope and what it makes you feel like and the stakes and the action. Definitely the first parts of the Caribbean movie and the, maybe that, the second and third. They're the, that movie the first is one's great. Really yeah, the thing that I think that you relate to both of those to both of those movies is like if you really really watch the first pirates of the caribbean most of it is practical there's a yeah. real well, ship just, the, there's the, a, the the story is 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 real the story's the great are legitimate <clears throat> and the the but everything that is, they shoot is, is like is as, as as it goes on they get more and more blue screen grit whatever but that first movie so much of it is just genuine real filmmaking and it's with real sets, real people, real stunts, mm-hmm. real stuff, not a lot of blue screen, you know, so when they're on the ship, they're act- that's the actual ocean behind them and that sort of stuff. It's um yeah, I would totally agree with that. That's it it's one of my favorite movies. Top that, top yeah, 20 that is a, for sure. That's a great pick grant. And, and it's so funny Thank because you. so listeners, by the time you listen to this episode, I will have taken my two older children to the happiest place on earth. <gasps> and I'm sure there's going to be a time when they ask to go on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. And they're going to be so disappointed coming out of that ride. They're going to be like, hey, where's Johnny Depp? Where's Orlando Bloom? What is this cheesy animatronic thing that I've been watching? No, they've put the him in there. 15 minutes? They've put him in there. Oh, really? They, they've yeah, got well, multiple... not Orlando Bloom, but Johnny Depp's in there. Yeah, it's a Johnny... pretty fun ride. I don't know if like a little kid would find it super thrilling, but I last time I did it like last year, it was it's very fun. It's OK, very cool. yeah. They, well, and, okay. and they've updated all of like they've got a bunch of new animatronics. So like Johnny Depp's animatronics are way better. And sometimes <laughs> Johnny Depp is just in there in the in the costume. Oh, yeah. He'll just go in there sometimes. Yeah. they He just dresses up and he's actually in there in the costume. It's. 
it's great. Like, uh, I still love that. My, my son and, the, and they've got like some of the, the video stuff, like on like some of the, the waterfalls and stuff of, so like, they've got like the movie stuff in there, like, uh, the, the tentacle guy and like that sort of stuff, like on, oh, the, well, on cool. the ceiling or whatever. Cause I mean, so, I granted, I haven't been on it since I was, you know, 10. So oh my gosh. I, that was a while ago. I think my favorite scene from Pirates of the Caribbean, I don't know if you remember this, Grant. It's like when um, when Jack Sparrow comes into uh, Tor- Tortuga or where it is for the first time and like literally his boat is sinking, sinking. into the water yeah. to the That's point what I where thought you were gonna say. he steps off onto the pier. Steps off the mast, off the crow's nest, onto the deck. It's or onto fantastic. The dock for the pier oh, or whatever. Yeah. I love that movie so much. It's I'm gonna have to rewatch shot. that movie tonight. Excellent yep. job. Well, are you, are you all ready for our pop quiz? Yes. Pop quiz hot. Sure hot. All right. All right, Bentley. This is another one of my favorite, famous numerical estimation oh, questions. It's about 740. It's about 747s. Um, Bentley's, so Grant, you might not know this, but Bentley's really good with math. Ben, Grant, I bet you are actually good at math. <laughs> I did As an engineer, this. I bet you are good at math. I, I can be. I have my moments. Okay, well, here's a question for the two of you to think about for tomorrow. So I'm just assuming that this cargo plane is a 747. Let's just say mm-hmm. that it is for the purpose of this question. Word problems. Kind of. So my question is, so Bentley, within, uh, I'm going to say within 3,000 gallons, how many gallons of fuel do you think a 747 would take to drop, to fly all the way across the country? We'll just say that's 3,000 miles. So how many thousand, how many gallons of gas... And I'll give you a hint. It's in the thousands. How many thousand gallons of gas do you think it takes a 747 to fly across the country? Okay. <laughs> not hmm. this 747. Uh, right. From what I've heard, this 747 was not airworthy when they bought it for 80,000 bucks. Yeah, I would imagine. They got a, they got a deal on it. They're like, can, can we take the one, can we take the 47 that's going up north into the, you know, into the, the 747 pasture to meet all of its old friends and then we just blow it up? All right. Well, gasoline, folks, uh, thank you all for joining us on today's Speed Movie Minute. Make sure that you've uh, subscribed, rated, and reviewed our little show. Uh, you can hit us up at Speed Movie Minute. Do you know gas facts about planes? SpeedMovieMinute@gmail.com or hit it up in the Facebook group, Bus2525, where the party is always popping. Uh, play along on Spotify or our anchor page with Popquiz Hotshot. And uh, all the links for your successor in the show notes. We will be back. Oh, it's hump day. Tomorrow with Grant and Roger and me. But until then, and in the immortal words of Sam the Bus Driver, this ain't no bus stop.